You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. This is Monday, February 5th, 2018, and we are here at Conroe Culture News. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, FM 104.5, 106.1 out of downtown Conroe at Lone Star Community Radio. So the guests today are going to be Matt Beasley. He's the candidate for the Precinct 3 Justice of the Peace, Melissa Miller, candidate for District Clerk, and Debbie Glenn, singer-songwriter and owner of the Red Brick Tavern. So before we get on to our first guest, uh, and also the show is sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. So there's a few things going around uh, Conroe. The city of Conroe is holding their Learn to Swim classes, so prevent uh, water-related accidents if it's something you've never done and always wanted to do to get ready to swim in, let's say, like Conroe, or maybe you're doing the Ironman. Hopefully you've practiced before now for that. But uh, anyway, it's uh, great for residents, non-residents, kids, adults, anybody who wants to learn to swim. And they have registration for that starting actually today, February 5th through March 8th. And this last Saturday was the father-daughter dance date night over at La Toretta. I saw a lot of really fun pictures of dads who took their daughters there, and it looks like they had a lot of fun. Well, there's a mother-son date night coming up Saturday, February 10th. That would be this Saturday, and uh, you need to coordinate that with the city of Conroe and Elizabeth West. It includes dinner, dancing, a photo keepsake, prizes, and a lot of fun. And again, that is at... uh, La Toretta as well. So moms, you're not left out and neither are the sons. So that's this Saturday night, February 10th. Carl Barton Jr. Park Pond is stocked with rainbow trout and they're having an event the on February the 16th. So if anybody wants to go out there, 17 age, 17 years of age and younger, you don't need a license, and you can catch as many as you want. And they even supply the polls. So find out about that at the thecityofconroe.org. So there's a lot of fun things going on, as usual, in downtown Conroe. We don't have lack of activities. This last weekend was uh, Steel Magnolias, and that was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and every performance was sold out. So that's a good one you don't want to miss. In fact, they only had standing room only. If you go there the evening of the performance, sometimes you can get a chair for $10, I'm finding out. And it's a folding chair, but that's all they had available because it's such a hot performance. So this Friday starts the performance of Hello, Dolly. So nice to have you back where you belong in downtown Conroe. So that starts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the historic Crichton Theater. And did you know that there is a week devoted to the arts in downtown Conroe through the Greater Conroe Arts Alliance? It starts Sunday, March 4th through Saturday, March 10th. And there's all kinds of activities going on featuring all the performing artists in theater, poetry. There's going to be a poetry slam next door to us at the uh, Conroe Coffee. There's going to be a 
panel discussion over at the Corner Pub. There's going to be another poetry slam at the court at the um, Corner Pub. There's going to be jazz musicians in the park, local vocalists, songwriters, choral groups, and it starts out starts off on Sunday, March 4th at the Crichton Theater with a performance by the Texas Tenors and the Conroe um, Symphony Orchestra. And they will be playing, and that one is a paid ticketed event. And the other ticketed event is the closing ceremony that will be with the uh, Young Texas Artists Musicians Competition that will be at the Crichton Theater. But everything else is going to be free. There will be an activity every night of the week at various venues. Pacific Yard House will feature one. The Conroe Art League. There's going to be artists on Saturday, March 10th, doing uh, what they call plain air artist renderings of things that are going on around them. So a lot of fun, and you will find out more about that. And you can also go to the greaterconroearartsalliance.com to find out more information about all those events. So tickets are selling fast for the Texas Tenors. You can go to CrichtonTheater.org for more information to get your tickets. And remember, and I'm sure Debbie Glenn, when she comes on here, will tell us about this, that every Tuesday is tap takeover at the Red Brick Tavern. And what does that mean? It means that the there will be a local craft brewery that will be featured showing their original craft brews. So they've had Copperhead, they've had Southern Star, uh, to name a few, and you get to sample all of them and find out which one is truly your favorite. Maybe you stay there longer and keep trying them all. Then you go back and have some more. So every Tuesday is Tap Takeover at the Red Brick Tavern. So what's going on this week? Well, Thursday, we have Buck Yeager at the Red Brick Tavern. Zach Wilkerson will be at Pacific Yard House. Farland Jams with Adam McFarland will be at the Corner Pub. Those are all free events, by the way. Friday, February 9th, Keith Wern will be at the Red Brick, Red Brick Tavern. Crew and Gilly will be at Corner Pub. Giovanni and the Hired Guns, that sounds interesting, will be at Pacific Yard House. And of course, Steel Magnolias and Hello Dolly will be playing uh, at their theaters downtown. Saturday night, Southern Disposition, which is the band with Debbie Glenn, will be at the Red Brick Tavern. They're hosting a comedy show. I don't know the details, but that will be at the Corner Pub. Texas Blues Brothers Tribute Band. That will be a lot of fun. That's at Pacific Yard House. And, of course, Steel Magnolias and Hello Dolly at Owen Theater and the Crichton Theater. Sunday, if you've never been to Gospel Sunday Brunch at the Red Brick Tavern, that starts at 1030 every Sunday. And they have uh, live music while you eat brunch. And if there's no obligation. You don't have to eat. But it's always a good thing to have some Sunday brunch, maybe a mimosa or, or so with that. And then Steel Magnolias and Hello Dolly will uh, round that up for your sat- Sunday matinees. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we are going to be back with my first guest, Matt Beasley, who is running for Justice of the Peace. Precinct 3. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. 
I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays and voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hello, and we are back on Conroe Culture News as we are every Monday at noon. And I am your host, Margie Taylor. I, we are introducing our first guest today, Matt Beasley, who is the candidate for Justice of the Peace in Precinct 3. Hey, Matt. How you doing, Margie? How's it going with you? Oh, it's going good. I, um, I'm very excited to be on this show. I look forward to it. So thank you very much. I'm on the big broadcast. Hi, That's Mom. Right. Hi, Mom and family. <laughs> so you are running for Justice of the Peace. People don't really understand what that is. What, what their duties are or what qualifies somebody or why the heck you're running for this. <laughs> those, are, those are great comments. The justice of the peace, especially in South County, is, is very important. It's actually the most important court, in my opinion, to the people of South Montgomery County because generally not only do people frequent the court more often than they do come to Conroe to, let's say, the county court at law or the district court's. But you deal with children. You deal with, with kids who make mistakes um, in their youth. You deal with uh, death inquests. So when, when one of your family members passes away, the Justice of the Peace is the person that shows up and determines the cause and manner of death. All these things, along with the um, small claims court, are really, really important. And, and Judge Connolly has been there for for 32 years. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a really long time and a lot of people in South Montgomery County sort of just consider Judge Connolly as an institution more as right. uh, an elected official and they've never worried about the court. Well, now she's retiring, so I'm I'm really made ma- made this my mission to go and let the voters know how important this is and that that a change is coming. Well, you said a, a very good remark that that is the judge that most people are acquainted with and see, because that has to do with any kind of juvenile infractions, uh, any small claims, court things that you go to. And it, it's not like heavy criminal stuff, like you'd come to, to you know, downtown Conroe at the Montgomery County Courthouse. This is... Uh, and, they do marriages, too, sometimes, they, they right? They do, yeah. Yeah, Judge Connolly um, does marriages all the time. And in regards to the criminal, it's only fine-only offenses, so like traffic citations and, and things like that. So. Nothing very dangerous. No, no. So I was reading that uh, Judge Connolly went to 700 death—what do you call those? Inquests. Uh, inquests. Mm-hmm. Just in a year. In one year, yeah. That's that's a lot. It's of actually people. over seven hundred. That's and that is all times of the day. I mean, whenever it happens, and they need somebody to do that, that's what happens. It, that that would be the really bad part of the job, she, I would think. It 
it's not, it, it definitely is not something that, um, anyone would Want run, run yeah. for office just to do that. Right. But it is part of the job, part of the job. And, you know, she's doing two a day. That's, that's seven days a week. If you, if you average what she's, what she's done last year. So, and with three, I think there's three, yeah, there's three fully functional hospitals mm -hmm. in her precinct. Um, she has it, to go to the hospitals too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought it was just like accidents and things like that. No, no. If, if, if the, uh, there's a certain time period, 24 hours, uh, and someone comes to the hospital and they pass away, uh, the hospital will call the justice of peace to come huh. determine the cause and manner of death. That's interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> tell me a little bit about your background, Matt, what you've done in the past. Well, <clears throat> let me start from the beginning. Okay. I, I was born in South Louisiana in Slidell. My father worked for the oil in the oil industry. So we moved um, from South Louisiana to Dallas, back to South Louisiana. And finally, I got to Houston, the Woodlands. I think I was in ninth grade. Um, and I, I graduated from the Woodlands High School. So did my wife. I'm class of 02. She's 01. I've got to give a plug to the Highlanders. Go Highlanders. <laughs> um, and I started actually in high school, I started to... Um, I was very interested in law enforcement. So I met uh, Constable Tim Holyfield and I was an explorer with, uh, in his, at the constable's office and I would ride around with the police officers. Um, I did that all the time. I mean, I, it, was that fun and exciting? Oh, it, was, it was the best thing ever. I mean, I knew before I got out of high school, what I was going to do. And everyone, I, I mean, even when I, people are getting out of college, they don't know what they're going to do. So that was, right. that was really, really, um, that was a good thing for me. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I, I went, when I got out of high school, I went to work for the Woodlands Fire Department. I dispatched fire trucks on the night shift until I could put myself through the police academy, which I did. Uh, University of Houston downtown. I graduated with honors and uh, Tim Holyfield gave me my first job as a patrol deputy in the Woodlands. And I actually used to serve the, the, the civil papers that this court issues. Uh, so I have an experience with that. So after that, I went to the sheriff's office. I patrolled there, and then I was promoted to detective when I was 26 years old. And then I started to work for um, Commissioner James Nowak in 2013. I managed the capital projects um, and the day-to-day -day operations of not only the commissioner's office, but, you know, that all, all involves the community centers and, um, and everything that goes into the county commissioner's office. So you've had some really extensive background working in that area of the woodlands, whether it's been with the fire department or the sheriff's department or with James Nowak, Commissioner Nowak. So, and plus, you know, in the court system itself, you've also had some experience. So is that like a natural thing to go to the courts or then why did you decide that you wanted to work as justice of the peace? Well, I mean, anything criminal justice has always been. That's your interest. Oh yeah. I mean, I know the intro to law and order. I can know, I could say it right now if you wanted me to, but that's just something. Can that you sing it? <laughs> I, I can. Okay. When they cut the mic, I'll sing it for you. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's just, I've done, I've done a number of things for, uh, and, to serve the people of South Montgomery County. I've been on village association boards since I was 19 years old. Um, I'm a Mason out of Oakwood Masonic Lodge. I'm actually a past master there. Um, I participate in, in the community, I always have. Um, and I think that's what distinguishes me from, from any other candidate is that I didn't just come around when it was, when the election started, I've, I've been doing it. 
And uh, I'll continue. Part of who you are. Yeah, I'll continue to do it no matter what. Okay. That's just that's just who I am as a person. So, what qualifies you? What are what are the qualifications to run for JP? Are there some? There, there are. You have to be um, eighteen years old. Okay. You have to be. Check. A, you, <laughs> got that. Yeah, got, got that. You have to be of sound mind. You okay. can't be a felon, and you have to live in the area. Oh, so it's pretty basic. Yeah, it's very. The, 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 that's the whole point of the Justice Court. It's not. Um, it's really not. It, it's anyone. Anyone's qualified to do it, basically. But some are better. Some are better. <laughs> some are, yeah, are better some, qualified some are better. to do that. But but this, but they don't they don't want to limit people, and that's why the the qualifications are what they are. So if you were elected by the people in March, do you go to Little Justice of the Peace School for training? Yes, there is there is training you have to attend. Um, I believe it's two weeks, and it's in Austin. If I win, I'm looking forward to going. I love uh, when you win. Yeah, when when I win. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's positive attitude. Yeah, when I when I win, um, I will have to. I'll go to that, and um, I'm excited to do it. Okay. So, what have you learned watching Judge Connolly? Is there some things that you can appreciate and will continue doing? I have. Um, admiration for Judge Connolly because she handles handles herself in a very professional and respectful uh, manner. She treats people like they're you're her family when you're in her court. Now she has a job to do and she does it, but no one walks out of there and feels like they were they were mistreated or wasn't listened to. And and moreover, she sticks to. She was elected to preside over that court. That's exactly what she does. She doesn't get involved in other people's politics. Or I bet you Judge Connolly doesn't even know what's going on in the other offices. because You she's never too, read about she's her. She's too busy nope. doing her job. And I respect <laughs> that. And I'm going to do that. So she also has the most efficient court, right? I mean, it, that's what I hear. What do you? What can you tell me about that? Well, I mean, she absolutely has an efficient court. I, I don't, I've never really compared her to all the other courts. But it uh, runs very smoothly. Oh, it, it, and she's, she's got a tremendous... She helps the community out a lot, bringing in um, revenue. Oh, yeah. Say, she, I think she like did that. like $1.9 million last year mm-hmm. uh, on top of the 700 death inquests, on top of like 40,000 cases that were filed in the court. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. And, and the thing about the judge is the judge can't hire a staff member to go sit on the bench. I mean... You're there. You're the, you're you're doing the hard. You're do, doing the heavy lifting, and I I like that. So you're up for the challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. So what is the most exciting thing about the position to you? Um, exciting. I think. Oh, well, I don't know. I think it's. What awesome. are you looking forward to the most? I I think I'm looking forward to um, <clears throat> moving moving the docket. Um, you know, getting people getting in it. and out of mm-hmm. in and out of the courtroom with a decision. You know, a lot of people when they go to the court, it, it's past the point to where they can work it out with between each other. So, it's very important for me uh, to get people in there and give them a decision so they can move forward with their life. So that is exciting. So you're passionate about helping people in the community. Mm-hmm. You've been in some respect law enforcement and very involved for a long time. Uh, you are chief of staff, right, for James Nowak. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm sure he'd be sad to lose you. 
<laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Call him and ask him. I think but, he'll tell you uh, who he, will be. He endorses you for this position. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have the endorsement of, um, and I'm proud of all these, uh, Jim Kuykendall, uh, City of Oak Ridge, Rich Wheeler, uh, Mayor of City of Shenandoah, a former county judge, Barb Sadler, County Commissioner James Nowak, uh, Chairman of the Board, um, Gordy Bunch for the Woodlands Township. I, I just... I. I have, I'm just really proud of all these people and their, and their support. And, um, it means a lot to me. So what is one thing you would like to go away with that maybe you haven't told people about while you're running or anything like that? Anything else you want to add to this? I, I, I will, I will do a good job as the just the peace. I will make the people proud. I believe I'm looking forward to it. This campaign has been fun. I've got to meet a lot of good people, the candidates. We see each other all the time. I've gotten to know people that I probably never would have met. Some mean a whole lot to me. And um, I'm just really, I'm really having a good time. And I'm, but I'm also ready for March 6th to get here. So you run as fast as you can to the finish line and then you drop, right? You just stop that's, you should, and you I, take a break. I, I've that's, often, it's the same as running a race. I've often thought, what am I going to do March 7th? Like all I do now is go places and do things. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. But, um, so it's like a continual high. Oh yeah. And yeah. you're on and you're on and you're all on and you're on all the time. That's right. Yeah. So you've got to have a lot, a lot of energy to keep going. <laughs> yes, you do. You do. So have you, have you had a lot of fun the whole time or has there been some parts that aren't so much fun? Oh, there's been some parts that are not so much fun. There really have been, but I've had a lot more better times than worse. Good. And um, I just, I am just really excited. Well, very good. And the election is March the 6th? It is March 6th. Early voting starts February 20th. When you go to the polls, just remember the choice is easy. Vote for Beasley for ah, JP3. Okay. And they can follow you on your Facebook page, which is MB4JP. That's right. Awesome. And we will have this link on uh, Conroe Culture Facebook page and Taylorized PR. And it will also be... And the YouTube video that will be up tomorrow or Wednesday morning. So thank you, Matt, for coming on the show. And uh, we will be back with our next guest, which will be Melissa Miller, who's running for district clerk. I'm Margie Taylor, Conroe Culture News. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays in voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or... Call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV, 
or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. are back. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News every Monday at noon, FM 104.5, 106.1. And you can find us on Conroe Culture News on IRLoneStar.com or on the Facebook page. So my second guest today will be Melissa Miller, and she is running for district clerk. And she is, she's been working in the district clerk's office for 19 years. Wow. It sounds to me like they ought to just stick you in that position. <laughs> if it was so, that easy, it would be great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Then you wouldn't have to do all this running around and talking and all that. So, uh, Melissa, um, you have a couple of kids, too. Yes. I have Noah. He is 17 years old. And Sophia, she is eight. Wow. So what do they think about mom doing all this? Sophia enjoys it. Noah's <laughs> quiet <fun>. about it. <laughs> yeah, because he's older and you just get quiet when you're a teenager. Yeah. Well, understand. Um, so tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, just anything you want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, my name is Melissa Miller. Thank you for having me here today. I uh, appreciate it. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be on the radio. Uh, I'm married to Jason Miller. We've been married for 20 years. I graduated from Conroe High School in 1996. I began working in the district clerk's office in May of 1998, and I currently work for our county clerk, Mark Turnbull. He's uh, also running. Yes, he is also up okay. for election. All kinds of things going on. <laughs> yes, very busy. All right. So what, what are the qualifications to run for district clerk? You don't have to have been in that office. No. Because your opponent hasn't been in that office. But what are the qualifications? Pretty much the same thing Mr. Beasley said, 18 years Living, old. Living, breathing, all that. Online, live in the county. That yes. seems a little scary, doesn't it? <laughs> it a does. little bit. I mean, yes. so what's involved and what exactly do you do in the in the office there, the district clerk's office? The district clerk's office is the main record keeper for the district courts and two of the county courts. So they file all of the lawsuits, anything civil, family, criminal. So it's a felony case. And then the juvenile matters are filed with the district clerk's office. And they're charged with maintaining those records, uh, assisting the courts with their dockets, going to court helping the judges. They summons the jurors for the, all the jury panels, and they coordinate with the coordinators to determine how many jurors are needed on a weekly basis. Um, they're also a Do they do that all by yourself? No. <laughs> no, there are currently uh, 64 employees in the district clerk's office. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. It's a fairly large office. So um, that is not the same as the county clerk's office? No. Okay. So this is dealing just with people going through the court system, yes. whether it's civil or criminal or whatever. Yes. You hold on to all those records and what's going on, where they're at. Yes. Wow. It's a lot of work. So why do you want to move up to the next position? Well, when I began working in the district clerk's office in 1998, I started in the criminal division. I uh, learned how to file the criminal cases dealing with the grand jury. I moved up to the court clerk position, which was actually going to court with the judges, assisting them with their dockets, uh, selecting jury panels. Then I became, um, I went to the post-judgment division, and I learned how to do the appeals for the clerk's records. And then I became the 
court clerk supervisor. So I was over all of the training, coordinating with the courts to make sure that they had a clerk to cover their docket. And finally, I was the office manager. So I oversaw all of the work product on a daily basis. I feel like it's just the next move to make and I'm excited about it and I'm ready for it. I think all of my experience has given me what I need to know to be the district clerk and I'm excited about the opportunity. So you would be over all these other 64 people? Yes. So what kind of leader are you? I mean, that sounds to me like you'd have to be a good leader and efficient. Yes. Because you're accountable for all this stuff, ultimately. Yes, the district clerk ultimately is responsible for everything that goes on in that office. And it's ultimately her responsibility to ensure that everything's being done properly. And I think I've proven myself with the various leadership opportunities that I've had within the district clerk's office that I am a good leader and I can make those decisions and I can assist the girls or the employees that work there now uh, with training and holding accountability and communication. Do you think it's important to have that experience behind you before you move up to the next position? I do feel it's very important to have experience in this position. Because it'd be hard to learn on the ground running, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. Okay. I was just curious because it seems like it's much more complicated than, you know, I'm going in there tomorrow to start working there. I have no clue what's going on. (laughs) Yes, it, it is very complicated. You're dealing with the law statutes, legislative updates, um, the courts, the judges, attorneys, pro se litigants. Most of the people that come in are not happy because they're dealing with a very sensitive matter that's hit their family or their personal life, or it could be a corporation that their business has to sue someone or they're involved in a lawsuit. So most of the people coming in there are not very happy, and they're expecting people with experience to lead them through it. Now, do you deal with just the county clerks or do you deal with any of the information that comes from the Justice of the Peace offices as well? No, we don't deal with the Justice of the Peace offices. The uh, appeals from the Justice of the Peace court goes to the county clerk's office. So we Okay. All right. So we have already talked about what your qualifications are and uh, are there some limitations to what the district clerk can or cannot do? Well, they're limited by statute. You can only do what the statute allows you to do. So tell me a little bit about some things that you would do when, you, it, when you're elected to this office and you're so excited to go there. Uh, would you just keep it the same as they are procedure-wise or uh, anything else? No, I would review the current business processes to make sure that we are up to date. We just went through a legislative process. So usually when legislation meets, they change statutes, update laws, things like that. Fees are updated. So all of that needs to be reviewed to ensure that the district clerk's office is current with the last legislative process. That would be one of my first things to do to review all of those business processes. And then I would look at the budget, do an extensive overview of the budget. Budget season is right around the corner. The county usually passes out packets in March to all of the departments. Mm-hmm. So I'll be facing that That's as right well. away. Yeah. Um, I would look at ways to streamline and make things more efficient uh, and is expand upon the electronic world that we're in as well. Um, I'd like to start issuing citations electronically to and sending them back to the attorneys and process servers electronically instead of having them come into the office and pick up a paper, we should be able to send it to them electronically. It doesn't seem very efficient. No. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then warrants as well. I would like to start sending warrants electronically to hmm. the sheriff's office. Are other areas doing that? Other counties? Yes. Yes? Yes. So um, what about payments? Do you take payments online or do they have to come in person? They have to come in person to the district clerk's office to make a payment. Everything or they can mail a um, cashier's check or money order. So that would make a big difference by yes. changing it up, the processing. Yes. So tell me, any, what else are you involved in in the community? Um, in the community, we attend uh, Security First Baptist Church in Cleveland. I'm in the Awanas program. I'm a helper. We are also on the revival committee in our church. My husband serves on the mission team as well. We are also part of the McMesa, which is the Montgomery County Municipal CISD and Employee Scholarship Association. So each year we raise funds for full-time employees of any of those three organizations their spouses or their dependents. Uh, the Republican Party, I'm involved in that as well. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member of the various Republican women's groups. My home group is Montgomery County Republican Women. I've served as their treasurer and also their yearbook committee chair. Um, I've attended precinct conventions, Senate District 4 conventions, been on the rules committee, and also a delegate to the state convention. So you've been very involved. Yes. What are you enjoying the most about this election season? I'm enjoying meeting all of the people. It has been amazing to walk up to someone's door, knock on it, and be received with a welcome smile and shaking their hands and letting them know what our campaign is about. Um, that's probably been the most rewarding is just talking to people, Reaching shaking out. their hands. Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine anybody being mean to you. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're, you have such a sweet demeanor Thank about you. you. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, as Matt said, early, uh, early voting starts February 20th and the, the election day is March 6th for the primary. Um, it's very important that everybody get out to vote. Has it already passed the day or is this the last day for them to Today register? Today is the last day to register to well, vote. That's important. Very important. And where do they go to do that? Um, they go to the elections office. There's... And then you can go to mctx.org mm -hmm. and look for elections or yes. something like that. Scroll down and yes. find it. It's under departments, elections, and you can find out information. Last day. Last day today. So we want everybody to vote. Everybody. If you're not registered, get out there and register. Okay. I bet you've put up a lot of signs and knocked on a lot of doors. Yes. And I can thank <laughs> my husband for that. Thank you, Jason Miller. You're wonderful. He has spent every weekend putting up four by fours all across the county. If you see him, that is, if you see the signs, that I is have. because of him. I have seen those signs. My He's husband a, has been doing that too. Well, wonderful. So they can go to your Facebook page, which is Melissa with one L, M-E-L-I-S-A, Melissa Miller for District Clerk. And four is spelled out, Melissa Miller for District Clerk, yes. to find out about your campaign, get involved, volunteer, donate money, yes, any of those please. things. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to add that for Matt. Matt probably wants donations too, if you would like to do that. So we will have this information on the Conroe Culture Facebook page, and it will also be in our YouTube uh, video from this podcast from today. Anything else you'd like to add, Melissa? Nope, just get out and vote. Get February out and vote. 20th. Okay, and it's on March the 6th. March 6th is the primary day, yes. Okay. All right, well, good luck to you and to Matt, and we will take a break and come back with Debbie Glenn. I am Margie. Shut me up.
Margie Taylor, Conroe Culture News. This is sponsored by Kristen Bays for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. I'm Kristen Bays, and I'm running for judge of the 284th Civil District Court. Ronald Reagan once said, as government expands, liberty contracts. He's right, but there are leaders in this country who seem to have forgotten it. I'm running for judge to stop this government expansion, to restore your confidence in your elected officials. I'm inspired, involved, and invested in this community, and I know you are too. Together, we can make a difference. Please vote for Kristen Bays in the Republican primary on March 6th. Political advertising paid for by Kristen Bays and in voluntary compliance with the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. And we are back today with our final guest. I am Margie Taylor with Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1 out of downtown Conroe, Lone Star Community Radio. So my last guest today is actually going to even sing and play for us. If but you're lucky. The <laughs> famous Debbie Glenn oh my goodness. of Conroe is with us, and she's going to tell us about all kinds of things. I mean, this gal is phenomenal. Singer, songwriter, business owner, restaurant person, um, also the Glenn Agency Insurance for all your insurance needs. And she's here in our studio office here. Wow, that's awesome. So, um, welcome, Debbie. Thank you, Margie. It's always good to have friends that uh, can cheer you on and support you. Absolutely. I know I need that, and you've helped me and cheered me on. So, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the restaurant? Well, we could do that. Uh, Red Brick Tavern, uh, we just celebrated five years back in uh, September, and still going strong. It's better every day. We've got the best customers, and they are part of our success story. The food is great. It's I mean, all from scratch. It's definitely a labor, a labor of love. I ate there Friday night. I tend to always get the same thing. And my husband gets the meatloaf, which always looks phenomenal. And you sell out of that a lot of times, too, because that's really good comfort food. Well, um, Red Brick Tavern orders all the food in fresh. And so we have as much as we have. And then until we get another order it. in, that's it. So it is a little frustrating, but that's the benefits of having a fresh food restaurant. Absolutely. So... Have you changed up the menu lately? Have you added any new things? Uh, we're in the process of doing that. Um, we, we've added some new things. Uh, chili, which is one of Chef Dave's uh, favorites. Uh, I, I told him he can't replace the chili and put it in place of my French onion soup because that's one that's of my That's very favorites. good, too. Yeah, I've it sells that. a lot. That but, would do really well on a day like today when it's kind of cold out, you know? Oh, any soup when it's kind of cold out. Um, we've added a half a soup and a salad in case someone doesn't want a whole salad but just kind of wants a little comfort food. We've added the uh, custom grilled cheese sandwich, and we've added some entrees, um, but those are kind of in the middle of uh, being added. And so we're basically running them as specials to see what people like. That makes sense. So you also have a new event on Tuesdays. 
Tell me about that. So um, one of our bartenders, Mark, um, thought it'd be fun to have a tap takeover. And where that's where um, basically a um, brewery really? comes in. Last week we had Carbach. Um, they're coming in this week and we are going to have music and tap takeovers and tap takeovers where all of the beer on one single barrel is from one single brewery. And usually the brewmaster will come in and talk about his uh, beer and his selections and just all the idiosyncrasies of a brewery. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of intimate. Can you do a tasting of it or how, what do they well, call absolutely. that? When there's the little cups and they line them up, what is that called? A, a beer tasting. A beer t- I thought it was something more complicated. A flight. A flight. I knew there was another tricky name. A flight. So you can go in there and have a flight of the beer. So you You have Carbach again today, this Tuesday, tomorrow? You know, you're asking me a lot of questions that I don't, I I, honestly, God, if you go to my website. I'm not trying to stump you. (laughs) Well, you're doing a really good job there, Marty Taylor. Hello. It's one of those days. It's Monday. Is it Monday? I know. I was on the news at 5 a.m. this morning. Woohoo! Yeah, good, good. Better you than me. So um, at www.theredbricktavern.com and also on our Facebook page, um, Facebook backslash The Red Brick Tavern, uh, we have a listing of all of our entertainment and all of our uh, events like the Tap Takeover. And you can mm-hmm. find out which brewery is coming next. I honestly, right. you know, Jay Ross and I started The Red Brick Tavern and we started out of a love for good music and good food. And I always thought I, I have an insurance agency and that's what pays my bills and that's what keeps my, my kids with shoes on their feet. As long as Red Brick Tavern, you know, floats its boat and um, pays its bills, then I'm good with that. And as long as the employees that I have put into positions do their job and, and provide a really good customer service and it's, it's, it's like our gift to Conroy, right? Then I don't really micromanage that, so I don't. That's why I don't know what breweries come in this week. You know. Sure. No, I understand that, and it's always crowded in there too. Anytime you go there, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it means people are waiting to come in and eat and be entertained. Well, yeah. You never want to go into a restaurant where there's only one person sitting there every day of the week. You know. Right. There, there's always somebody you know in there too. Yeah. Uh, I can look around and go, oh, there's somebody I know, and it, it's fun. And that, I guess that's the really neat thing about downtown Conroe, anyway. Is that walking around here, you can go from one place to another and see people that you know. There you go. So uh, you also wrote a song. Well, I have. And it's called Getting Over You. I co-wrote that with uh, Tony Ramey. Went through a divorce. Uh, you know, that's sometimes those things happen. And uh, I'll always love my ex, but uh, it was time to move on. And uh, I guess uh, music's a little cheaper than counseling, so... <laughs> I wrote a song and it was, it was okay, fine. And I saw that there was a songwriting contest. So I submitted it to the CMA of Texas and they called me up and said, Miss Glenn, we love your song. Would you be able to play it at our award ceremony down in Katy at Moe's place? I said, well, I would love to do that. And they said, well, could you play it full band since it won new song of the year? And I was like, all right, who put you up to this? Am I being punked? <laughs> right. But, but turns did. out it was true. It, it really did win Song of the Year. And it, it it's a great song. It was um, it was really cool. Well, and that's something people probably don't realize, that you are a singer-songwriter. So not only do you have different musicians playing live music from, you know, close local areas and a little bit further away um, several days of the week, but you also participate and you are having a, a concert this Saturday, February 10th, right? Well, about, uh, yes, about six uh, months ago, I was judging a songwriter contest over in Barron College Station that Texas Music Pickers was putting on. 
and I was sitting next to Billy Hillman and he is an amazing lead guitar player. He actually toured with Sarah Evans and some other well-known Nashville artists. We got to talking about music and he had heard me sing and he, he basically just said, Hey, we, we ought to do something. And, um, I said, yeah, we should, but I'd only do it if we could find some session musicians. So we've got Billy Hillman on lead. We have Michael Holloman, who toured with Bo Diddley and Buddy Miller and uh, Jim Lauderdale. He's on drums. And then Claude Woolley is on bass, and he actually has a Grammy Award. Wow. Not nominated. He actually has the award sitting on his shelf. He's amazing. And then uh, Buck Yeager, who plays my songwriting contest mm-hmm. or my songwriting spotlight every Thursday. His real name's Greg Walton. That's what he is in yeah. Southern. And that's our band, Southern Disposition. Okay, so they're performing this me, Saturday. We are performing this Saturday. At what time? Nine o'clock? Nine o'clock. Okay. Well, that's good. So you're going to sing a little bit for us? Are you going to twist my arm? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> get ready. What do you want to hear, Margie Taylor? Anything you're comfortable singing. Well, I guess since you m- mentioned getting over you, we'll do that one. I'm just going to make sure my guitar is still in tune because we tune because we care, right? It's a little persnickety when it gets cold out like this. Yep. So, uh, you going to come to the concert? Put you on spot I right am, on radio. I am <laughs> going to try to come. Yes. So, um, I'm not much of a partier. I've already been there, done that. So, <laughs> <you're sick>. you know. <laughs> well, we, we're not really a bunch of partiers at the Red Brick Tavern. You know, we're, we're more of a... Um, Low-key. Yeah. more. It's more about the food and the music. Right. All right. Well, this is a song I wrote with my good friend, uh, Tony Ramey. If you've never heard Tony, he's amazing. He's a platinum, one-time platinum and six-time gold award-winning artist and songwriter. He's written for George Strait, uh, Willie Nelson, Trisha Yearwood, Ray Price, Alabama. Um, he's just absolutely incredible. And, uh, I've written a couple songs with him, and this is uh, Getting Over You. I put whiskey on your memory To drown out the pain When the glass is empty, empty again. At the bottom of the bottle, there's another on that wall. I'll go on and on and on till I hear that call. I ain't getting anywhere Getting over you I can say I'm almost there Heaven knows it ain't true And as far as heartaches go Don't matter what I do I ain't getting anywhere, no, getting over you. Unite out, lost your number. I hung up the phone. 
deep down there still a hunger gnaws me to the bone you turns on the dance floor I'll be doing fine I go round and round and round right back on my mind It ain't true And as far as heartaches go Don't matter what I do I ain't getting anywhere No, getting over you I ain't getting anywhere No, getting on your memory to drown out the pain when the glass is empty I'm empty again that was wonderful <laughs> now you know why Billy comes no, and plays guitar <laughs> I've never heard you sing before oh my goodness I, well no that was wonderful you've never been to one of my concerts Margie Taylor no all right I'm writing you up you can <laughs> yeah, make a move can this Saturday this Saturday nine o'clock red brick tavern do they have to write do it reservations or they just come in or what so we do sell tickets online and uh it's so if you go online and purchase your tickets, you get preferred seating Okay. over first come, first serve. All right. We'll Thank you, there. Lone Star Radio and Margie Taylor for having me on the Lone Star Radio News. And this, this has been fun. Well, good. See, I've been trying to get you on for a while. Billy's so, going to kill me for playing guitar. It was wonderful. So to wrap it up, this show is sponsored by Kristen Bass for the 284th Court of Montgomery County. We will be back next Monday at noon. And I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.